Good afternoon. This is Dr. Gwen, June 2nd, 2006. And today I have something fun for us. I am going to share with you what I consider my top 10 list for APA style problems. So let's begin with number 10. The name of my list is called Dr. Gwen's Top 10 Signs Your APA Style Needs Help. Number 10. When you don't check to see if all citations are in the references and vice versa. I'm amazed how often I find uh, citations that are not in the reference list and references that aren't in the citation list. Double check that because that is, we do check, believe it or not. Number nine on the list, when you don't use the header footer feature in Microsoft Word, come on, this is easy. It's important that you learn how to do that. I have directions on my APA tutorial. For one thing, the pagination and the margins will be correct throughout the document. Don't type those in on each page because when you send it to us, it's usually formats differently and that's a big ding for us. Number eight on the list. When you don't use the correct font type or case for both book titles and article titles in references, as well as journal titles. Book titles are always begin with an uppercase, and then there's it's all lowercase except for after a colon or for a proper noun. You can check the manual. And article titles are similar, all lowercase. Compared to the journal, the journal is supposed to look like how you see it in the, the wherever database you get it from. So it's generally upper and lower case. Don't abbreviate a journal title. They have to be spelled out. Number seven on the list. When you use bullets and use incorrect seriation. Seriation, hard word, and it's not in your dictionary on Microsoft Word. Seriation is the same thing as a list. So there is a correct way to use lists in papers. And I have an example for you on the tutorial and also visit the manual. Just don't use bullets. Also, don't put tables in the text. Those should be placed in an appendix and referred to in the text of the paper. Number six on the list. When you don't use the ampersand correctly in parenthetical citations and in references with multiple authors. The ampersand is that little thing that kind of looks like a dollar sign and it refers to and. That is always used in parenthetical citations between authors such as Morse and House and same thing in the reference list itself. In the text, in the if you're citing, if you're writing Morse and House discovered and then put the year Morse and House 2002 discovered, it would be Morse A-N-D house with the year in parenthesis. Here you would not use an ampersand. You would instead say it uh, two authors discovered and then in parenthesis you would have Morse ampersand house 2006 in parenthesis. So review use of the ampersand. We are now on to the top five. When you, number five is when you don't include a formal introduction with a thesis statement and a formal conclusion. 
so often students do not include this, and I don't know why. Remember this way back in high school and in elementary school? There should be an introduction, a body, and a conclusion. A good way to remember is write for your readers. In your introduction, don't let it go on for pages and pages. It's very short, one to two short paragraphs that have a brief overview of the topic you plan to discuss with a thesis statement. A thesis statement example could be in this paper, um, there will be a discussion of, and then discuss briefly what it is you will be discussing. Um, I do have more about thesis statement on the website as well as links in the AP, AP tutorial. Main thing is remember to always put an introduction in as well as in the formal conclusion. In your conclusion, summarize the salient points that you made in the paper. Also, no level headings titled introduction. APA does not permit this. However, you do have a level heading usually a level one heading which is centered in uppercase for the conclusion. Another thing I see often is that people pre, uh, fail to include the paper title on page two which is where the text of the paper begins. This is the exact same title that is on the title page, upper and lower case. That is actually the beginning of the paper. Number four on Dr. Gwen's top ten signs your APA style needs help list is when you single space or triple space lines. I find this so annoying. All lines throughout the entire document, including tables, including references, are double spaced. No fancy single spacing, no fancy double spacing. Just, I mean, triple spacing. Just double space everything equally. We are up to the top three. In number three, we have when you use third person. Uh, an example of that is this author or this writer. No, no more. When you use third person, avoid personal pronouns is my suggestion and only use personal pro pronouns including me or I or we if, um, if you're being asked in a student paper to, if you're asked for your opinion. But make sure you check with faculty to see what their preferences are. Just remember, if you have a faculty member who asks you to use third person, that is outside of the norm, and that in the next class, use the manual and or check with the faculty member what their preferences are. But here's a little fun fact. Use of first person went out of style in 1994. Wow, 12 years ago. I think it's time we get a hang on this. Number two on the list. When you don't use level headings to outline your paper to match assignment criteria, please do this. Remember way back in high school and elementary school, they taught you to use outlines? Use outlines and then set up your level headings according to the outline. The main thing with the outline then is to make sure that you have matched up the assignment criteria. Often my students get major points deductions because they forgot significance portions of the assignment. So if you use an outline, you won't. It also helps your faculty readers because we use rubrics when we're grading papers and we're looking for that content. Not including it means lots of points. So use an outline. I have an example and discussion of how to set up your level headings.
And finally, number one on the list. And this was also a major concern that faculty had in the research I did was misspelled words and poor grammar. Okay, I understand that grammar sometimes can be an issue, but misspelled words, come on. Let's use these newfangled contraptions available to us. Click spell check, click grammar check, and most important, proofread all papers. When a paper comes in sloppy, that's indicative that the work is sloppy. And all of this sets the tone of the paper as the faculty member is reading it. I promise if you can meet these simple little things, you will do better on your papers. These are things that I have found as I review papers. I have been grading, I wonder how many thousands of papers I have read. And today I sat down and looked at a whole bunch of papers that I've recently graded to see what the common comments were that I gave back to students. And this is what I came up with. This is APA style and it's, it's easy to use, but you got to listen to your faculty member when you get comments back, get the hang of it, make the changes, and it just becomes like, like a bicycle. You get better at it the more you use. Anyway, that's all I have for today. I will uh, be putting together a podcast on how to set up your own podcast and probably something about setting up a website. But I, if you have suggestions or things that you would like to hear more about, please let me know. Uh, I could go over some advanced PowerPoint or Excel, but I need to hear from you. Send me an email at gwen at drgwen.com, and I hope you enjoyed my top 10 list. And I'll post them on my website and take good care of yourself, stay healthy, and have a great weekend. This is Dr. Gwen.